This is the murderer you know. Hello. Hello, Mrs. New Computer. Who dis? <laughs> I strongly suggest never getting a new computer. I think going back to inkwells and quill pens is the wave of the future. <laughs> <laughs> And carrier pigeons to take your messages. <laughs> oh, well, I'll get used to it. I'll get used to it. I wonder how podcasts would work without computers. Uh, uh, well, you'd have to use smoke signals or drum beats. <laughs> <laughs> Morse code. <laughs> dit da, dit, 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 da, da. Right, I don't know what right. I just spelled. Hopefully nothing <laughs> offensive. Hopefully nothing at all. Hopefully. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to accept the modern world and computers and Zoom and recordings and all kinds of stuff. So it's tough. It's what tough. else is new? It's tough. What else is new? My baby Robin is like what two what? weeks old today. Wow. Isn't that correct? And he's got all his feathers. Yeah. He's all feathered out. Well, they're not adult feathers. No, no. They have those little downy feathers. But yes, he has feathers. And then he'll start getting real feathers. And then, oh my God, then he'll learn to fly. And then he'll be gone. gone. Bye-bye, birdie. All right. Well, welcome back Let's to episode 48. And this is another one of those episodes where I have no idea what we're talking about. This is another one of those episodes <laughs> that I think you all will be surprised to know actually happened in real life. Because <laughs> this shit is insane. Somebody just sent me a quote that said, the things that seem totally unbelievable are the truth. Whereas the things that seem easy to believe are usually fiction. So uh -huh. I'm down with you. <laughs> truth is stranger than fiction. So let's it hear what sometimes. this story is. Well, let's start back in 2001. Wow. Which is where, I guess this is really the start of what eventually happened. Because in 2001... A 45-year-old woman married her 49-year-old sweetheart. How sweet. He was a detective with five years on the force already, and she was an avid gardener who enjoyed working in her flower garden. I can concur with that. <laughs> I mean, it's wonderful to dig there in the dirt and plant flowers mm -hmm. and see the thing I enjoy most about my flower garden is I get carried away in the fall and plant all these bulbs. And then I'm always like, oh, what's that when it comes <laughs> up? <laughs> I, I never take the extra step to label anything, oh. make a grid map and say I planted these here and these here. So Next it's a time. wonderful surprise. <laughs> She was also described by her best friend as having a joyful laugh and a loving heart. The new wife also enjoyed photography, cooking, sitting outside and watching the hummingbirds, something else she has in common with you, <laughs> as well as sewing and crafting. She basically just had a knack for making anything that needed to be made. Hmm. 
not me. Hmm. Just the birds and the flowers. That's right. Over the course of their marriage, he spent another eight years working in the same position where he was when they first got married. And then he transferred to another jurisdiction where by 2019, he had been serving for 11 years as a detective on some of the highest priority cases, including an enormous and still unsolved triple homicide of a young Mm. Virginia family. So needless to say, he was apparently pretty good at his job. But also in 2019, things between the couple seemed to have cooled down considerably. They got married in 2001. Yes. And now it's 2019, 18 years later. Mm -hmm. So they old. (laughs) They are older. (laughs) And the wife was dealing with a number of health issues, including mobility issues, which often Mm. left her wheelchair bound, bad shoulders, bad discs in her back, bad knees, a bad ankle, asthma, and allergies. Mm -hmm. Although the husband said he still very much loved and adored his wife, the two had taken to sleeping in separate bedrooms, with the wife often sleeping in a recliner chair due to ease of access. And since his wife's health issues left a little something to be desired in the physical department of their relationship, the husband started an affair with a waitress that he and his wife had befriended a few years before. Always nice to have an affair with your wife's friend. Mm Mm-hmm, I agree. (laughs) Very above board. It's sort of a double betrayal. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Now, he maintained that the relationship was strictly physical and that he still had a solid relationship with his wife, who was still friends with this woman. But he and his girlfriend also went to great lengths to avoid being caught by his wife. So it doesn't seem like she was super keen on the idea of him having another relationship, even just a physical one. Mm-hmm. So they often met at the girlfriend's house or at an outbuilding on his property. Oh, an outbuilding on like next to his house? Yeah. Like a shed. (laughs) I hope it was a little bit more than a shed. But yeah, doesn't sound super cushy. An outbuilding. Okay. And for a while, maybe things were casual between the man and his girlfriend, whatever he want. He didn't call her his girlfriend, but that is essentially what she was. But in the spring of 2020, the soon-to-be former detective's girlfriend was growing very impatient with their current arrangement. So she didn't understand that it was just physical. She thought it was something more. She thought they were going to be together and spend their lives together. And when you say soon to be former, he was reaching retirement age. Yes. Okay. He did in fact retire. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Right around this time that we're getting to, you know, early 2020. Okay. So sometime in March, 2020, the girlfriend wanted to be exclusive and she started demanding that her man leave his wife. In May, the detective retired and took a new job working nights at a clothing textile manufacturer. And also in May, he was regularly receiving texts where his girlfriend was implying in no uncertain terms that she was going to get her way soon. Oh, 
On May 10th, for example, <laughs> she texted him saying, quote, we are going to be together soon, to which he responded, quote, yes, we are. On May 11th, the retiree sent his girlfriend a picture of a deck he had been working on outside the back of his house. The house he shared with his wife, by the way. And well, she yeah. responded, quote, damn, honey, our porch is looking wonderful. I like that. And then that is beautiful. Be glad when it's just yours. He responded, quote, I love you, honey. Coffee on the porch in the mornings. Hmm. And I would like to point out two red flags for the wife and the girlfriend. Exhibit A, he texts in all capital letters. Oh my God. Ew. That's a giveaway. Psychopath. <laughs> and exhibit B, he incorrectly <laughs> used an apostrophe in mornings. So everyone should have just headed for the hills in this scenario, as far as I'm concerned. The grammar police should have been after him. Yeah, truly. So continuing forward with our timeline a little bit, on May 12th, Bob the Builder worked a night shift at his new job into the morning of the 13th. Well, I am curious. This man was a detective, it sounds like, for 30 plus years, and he had to take another job after he retired? That's yeah, there was sad. Really, yeah, there wasn't really any indication of if it was out of necessity. Some people don't like not having That's a job true. yeah some people just don't like they don't have any hobbies other than yeah. apparently cheating on your wife mm -hmm. uh so which i think and... would be very time intensive <laughs> in my life i have discovered friends who have discovered their husbands have been having affairs and i'm always thinking when do you have the time how do you have the energy it's enough to mm -hmm. go to work raise your kids and get at least seven hours of sleep <laughs> in some ways i actually admire people who have affairs because i think they're balancing one more ball than i could ever conceive of that's a nice way to look at it <laughs> just Exhausted. He's building a porch. He's working a night job. He's taking care of his wife. He's having an affair. He's a man <laughs> who can do it all. He is. He is. Now, before he left for work on the 12th, his wife asked him to pick up biscuits and gravy for them for breakfast on his way in, and he agreed. Mm -hmm. She also apparently told him that she was going to take a Tylenol and a muscle relaxer and go to sleep. So she was heading to bed. He was heading to work. They, mm -hmm. they were planning on biscuits and gravy in the morning. Mm -hmm. The scene is being set. Now, not only was he at work and planning his biscuit run, he was also <laughs> very busy exchanging text messages with his girlfriend while he was at work. And throughout the course of the morning, between 12.54 a.m. on the 13th and 9.48 a.m. on the 13th, he exchanged 54 text messages back and forth with his girlfriend. I, I think I don't know if he was working much. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think texting has really helped the the cheaters in this world, <laughs> you know, because they can just text away while they're at work or on the riding I, lawnmower or wherever. True. I guess that's true. Okay. 54 text messages. Including one around 646 indicating that he was leaving work and going by Hardee's. Hmm. He also claimed that he tried to get in touch with his wife during this time after work 
when he was leaving and when he picked up the biscuits to let her know, I got breakfast, I'm coming home, but she didn't pick up, which he said was apparently pretty typical for her. So he didn't think much of it. Shortly before 8 a.m., he arrived home with breakfast and immediately noticed that his Jeep SUV, actually it was his wife's Jeep, was missing, which he kind of thought was weird. Yeah. He entered his home and found his house completely ransacked and his wife in bed still. As he approached her, he immediately knew something was wrong and that fear was confirmed when he, quote, saw her head. At 7.52 a.m., he called 911 and reported that he found his wife in bed with two apparent gunshot wounds to the head. Oh, another suicide. (laughs) She just couldn't wait for breakfast. It was too much. She flew into a rage, ransacked her house, and then jumped into bed and finished herself off. (sighs) During the 10-minute 911 call, he can be heard sobbing and between sobs telling the dispatcher that he just got home from work and his wife had been shot. He also told the dispatcher that she was cold to the touch, that she wasn't breathing at all, and that he didn't see any suspects around the home or when he was driving to the house or anything like that. Did he mention the missing vehicle? I think he did. Maybe not on the 911 call. Yeah, I think he actually did, and he mentioned that the house had been ransacked as well. And shortly after the 911 call, multiple officers arrived to his home. And he might have known some of these guys. Yeah, he did in fact know these guys, which pretty quickly actually leads to them passing the case off to the state police because Uh. of their relationships with him and the fact that they worked with him for, you know, like 12 years. Mm Mm-hmm. So when they arrived, he told them about all of the normal things that officers would ask. He told them about his last interactions with his wife, the fact that she hadn't answered two phone calls that he made to her. He told them about the missing Jeep, and he told them what he thought may have happened at his home while he was at work. He suspected that someone broke into their house. He actually thought that the point of entry was the rear door, which was by his partially constructed new deck. Okay. He told the officers that unfortunately there wouldn't be any way for them to confirm any of this because while he did have security cameras at his home, he had unplugged the security cameras, which pointed into the carport two days before so that he could charge his wife's motorized wheelchair. He only had one electrical outlet in the whole house? I don't know. (laughs) It was not explained any further than that, why he needed this specific. Maybe it was all on the same breaker and it was going to blow the (laughs) fuse or something. I'm always suspicious when the security camera has been disconnected right beforehand. I would love to know if there's actually a case of someone innocently unplugging their camera and then some horrible thing happening by chance. I'm sure. It just seems so unlikely. Yeah, well, you know what they say, there are no coincidences. So keep that in mind. I will keep that in mind. He also told the officers he had taken the batteries out of a game camera, which faced the rear of his property. So no video footage there either. While the officer was interviewing the husband, 
the husband received a text message and oh let's guess from who (laughs) (laughs) and turned his phone to the right so that the investigator couldn't see the screen which the investigator found suspicious yeah (laughs) so after seeing these actions the officer immediately took possession of the husband's cell phone and placed it in the evidence locker I wonder, I mean, can you do that without a search warrant? Or if you're at the scene of a crime, maybe you can just take people's phones. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. He gave it over to them and he provided the password. I guess they maybe couldn't force him. Maybe they just, since they didn't have a warrant yet, maybe they just asked and he handed it right over. Well, now he's going to have to explain the 54 messages. He is. I'm sure he'll come up with something. Of course. In addition to these early interviews with the husband, officers from the county preserved the scene, contacted the deceased, is it decedent? Uh, Contacted the deceased woman's daughter and took some photographs. You can also say victim. Oh, victim. Victim. I like victim. It sort of sums it all up. So the victim had a daughter. The victim had a daughter, yes. Who was obviously from a previous Correct. marriage. Mm-hmm. Or relationship. I mean, we don't know if she was married right. before. She just has a daughter. And after the officers did these few things, they immediately asked the state police to take over. And that was the end of their involvement in the investigation. So who took the cell phone? His buddies from yeah. the, the local police? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Shortly after being notified, the wife's daughter arrived. She thought it was a couple of things about the situation struck her as weird. She thought it was weird that her mom's husband found her in bed since she knew that her mom and her husband were no longer sleeping in the same bed together. Oh, he found her in their bed. Yes. I thought when you said in bed that she was just Asleep no. in wherever she was she in was her. Sleeping. She was in the the master oh, bedroom. Oh yes, I agree. Highly suspicious. When she arrived, her—it's not her stepdad. Even I mean, she was basically an adult. I think when they got married. But when she you arrived, still call it a stepdad. I mean, I mean, you have to explain the relationship. I guess you could just say her mother's husband. It's more yeah, of a mouthful, like... but I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he that she would want him to be called her stepdad. Well, that's true. It's not like he raised her or anything, but okay. So when she arrived, her mother's husband also told her that they shot her mom and that the killer had busted in the back door. They they had shot her mom. Now, they're already letting the daughter on scene. You would have thought they would have had everything roped off or something. I don't know if she went inside. Oh, okay, okay. It wasn't... But she must have gone inside. She saw that her mother was in, or maybe they just Or they might have told her that. Yeah, she's dead in the bedroom. And she was like, what bedroom? I don't know. She may have gone inside. I don't have that detail. But she also thought that it was a little odd that... 
this man is telling her someone busted in the back door because her mom had some exercise equipment and books there. So it would have been very difficult. Someone would have had to open the door a crack and creep around all of this stuff. There was a big exercise bike and a bunch of books stacked up. So they didn't, so she, they, they didn't use the back door much? I guess not. But this is where he was building the future deck or... Coffee in the mornings, (laughs) apostrophe. (laughs) I have to ask, did he say apostrophe S or S apostrophe? (laughs) Apostrophe S. I'm not sure why one would be better than the other. I don't know either. I just just wonder. (laughs) By 9.56, the state police had arrived. Remind me again what time he got home with his biscuits and gravy. He called 911 at 7.52. So he got home, you know, within a couple minutes before that. Okay, so he calls at 7.52. The police show up. They call the state police. And now what time are the state police arriving? Just over two hours later, 9.56. I'm surprised it took that long. But I mean, he sent his last text message to his girlfriend at 9.48. So they took his phone almost two hours after he called 911. So I'm Mm. sure there was other stuff going on. Now, when the state police arrived, the husband voluntarily spoke with them. He reiterated the same information he shared so far. But additionally, he did tell the state police that he had been seeing another woman. He shared her name with the officers, but he told them he didn't think that his wife knew about the affair and he didn't think that his girlfriend had anything to do with his wife's murder. Well, you know, this guy's a detective. You think he's going to be smarter than the other criminals (laughs) we've dealt with? (laughs) You think, you think. But right now he's being very above board, hands over his phone. And of course he has to tell about the girlfriend because they're going to see all of it on the phone. Right. So he's like, yeah, I've been having an affair, but has no relationship to what happened here. Yeah. After the state police arrived and interviewed him for a second time, you know, he was interviewed by his buddies. The state police interviewed him. He was then transported to the police station to be interviewed again. Aha. In the meantime, the M.E. examined his wife and determined that her cause of death was two very close-range gunshot wounds to the top right of the head, and the Department of Forensic Science established that the murder weapon was a Ruger Magnum revolver. A bullet hole matching the same gun, along with some gunpowder, was also found on a throw pillow in the home. Blood was found in the kitchen. So it was not like she was killed in bed. It was a small amount of blood. But was it her blood? TBD. (laughs) Okay. At this time, we we don't know whose blood it is. Okay. We have blood in the kitchen. We have a throw pillow that might have been used to sort of act as a silencer. And she has two bullet wounds in her head. And the husband is going downtown downtown he's going downtown i don't know where he's going he's going to the police station do the state police even have a station i don't think so (laughs) they might have one in richmond but i don't think they have little yeah my interpretation of it was that they just took him to the normal police station okay since that was the one available and this was by a state special agent who also knew him pretty well 
as an investigator, he certainly would have interfaced with other law enforcement officials outside his jurisdiction. So these people, they all knew him as well. And he continued to share other interesting insight, you know, like that information that he has a girlfriend with this special agent. During the drive, he asked the state police if they would do a search warrant for Facebook and text messages. And the agent was like, obviously, we will for his Facebook and his text messages. Wonder why he's, is he asking them like, is he suggesting it or is he just saying, oh, are you going to look at all that? I think he's just asking if they're going to look at that. I don't know what he was literally. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Apparently after he asked, they, he asked them this and they were like, yeah, you know, if, if the evidence indicates that we need to look at your Facebook and text messages, then we will. And he sort of paused and didn't answer for a couple of seconds and then responded, good. And then he kind of got a little quiet again for a couple of seconds, then apparently added, it's going to cause me a lot of trouble because after they read those, they'll probably want to charge me with conspiracy or charge me with something. And the investigator (laughs) is sitting there like, what the fuck is going on right now? He's implying that there are some suspicious messages or texts to his girlfriend or to somebody else like joe the hired killer that he said you know a text message to i don't think he's saying at this point now when they arrived to the station he hand wrote a three-page statement he said that he and his girlfriend told each other they were in love and would be together someday He continued that as time went on, his girlfriend started pushing him to leave his wife and that she wanted it to happen very quickly, but he just couldn't make that move. He did not want to leave his wife. He wrote in love. (laughs) He wrote that she told him to make that move or she would make it for him. He said she threatened several times to come to his house and tell his wife that they were having an affair if he couldn't do it himself. And she said that she was going to make this happen one way or another. He's throwing her under the bus big time. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at me. I loved my wife, but my girlfriend's a psycho. He said he didn't take her seriously and that he ignored the threat. Good idea. But over time, the situation continued to get worse But he still wasn't taking it seriously, for whatever reason. Then, in the early morning hours of May 13th, his girlfriend texted him saying that she had someone who would take care of the problem. And this is apparently, he said, the point where he knew that she might be serious. But he still didn't think she would actually go through with anything. Oh, no, of course not. And he said that he told her not to go over there, but she said that it was too late. But don't worry, because he thought all she was going to do was reveal the affair. That's what he claims. She was just going to go over there, tell the wife, your husband's cheating on you. He loves me. (laughs) After reading him his Miranda rights, the special agent interviewed the husband for three hours. The interview Mm -hmm. was taped and a 17-page summary was also prepared. Wow. During his verbal interview. I wonder 
if at this point they've collected the girlfriend at all? Not yet. Okay. During his verbal interview, he stated that he wanted this straightened out, even though it would bite him in the butt. He explained that he had a decent relationship with his wife, but had started a physical relationship with this other woman in December, and that by spring, she was demanding that he leave his wife. So his story is remaining relatively consistent. He told his girlfriend that he wanted to leave his wife for her. He really, really did. But he told the special agent that this was a lie to placate his girlfriend. Yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff you do when you're having affairs. You lie to a lot of people, sort of become second nature. He continued basically throughout the course of the interview to make statements implicating his girlfriend in... Sounds like. ...what happened to his wife. He said that she said she wanted to get rid of his wife, that she made this same statement up to 15 times, that when she said these things, again, he thought she was referencing a divorce, telling the wife what was going on. That's all he thought was happening. Yeah, and that he said yes when she said she had someone to take care of the problem. And when she asked if he wanted it done because he didn't think she was serious. Oh, yeah. It's always good to encourage somebody who's suggesting murder. To, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Not murder. <laughs> Remember, not murder. She wasn't talking about murder. She was oh, she just wasn't? talking about telling. That's what he's claiming. No, she said she had somebody. Was she hiring somebody else to go over and tell the wife? That's what she, he claims. She had somebody. That sounds very suspicious. Well, not somebody. to this guy. He didn't take her seriously. And I he didn't think anything was going to happen. I have somebody to take care of the problem. <sighs> also during the interview, he told the agent that his girlfriend was friends with, quote, drug people and that they likely stole the Jeep. And that even though his girlfriend may initially claim that he was involved in his wife's death, he was not. <laughs> and he ultimately believed that she loved him enough to tell the truth. And he hoped that she would turn over whoever did this to his wife. After his interview and written statement, the husband returned home. I do wonder if he was kind of surprised that someone murdered his wife. He probably just thought he could go happily on with the situation as it was. With his wife and having a girlfriend and people are really good about convincing themselves, lying to themselves. So maybe yeah. when he got there and the house was all torn up, he was like, oh shit, she did it. It's certainly possible. So, That's what he would claim. Well, I'm trying to keep an open mind here. That's very good of you <laughs> yeah usually my mind is like a steel trap <laughs> <laughs> but in this one it's a little murky at this point okay. okay so he's interviewed he writes something they write something he goes home yes now later this same day remember may 13th May 13th. Another special agent went to an area where the wife's cell phone pinged. Oh, her cell phone was missing. Her cell phone was missing. 
her Jeep, her cell phone. Mm -hmm. Wow. There were other things missing from the home as well. We haven't really gotten into them yet. I have a, a little bit of a list somewhere. Actually, it's probably coming up in the next couple minutes. So they think it's, it's, it's weird, right? She obviously doesn't have her cell phone out in the world since she's <laughs> no longer living, unfortunately. And at first True. the officers were searching the area where the ping happened for the missing Jeep, assuming that the wife's phone and a lot of the other items stolen from the home along with the Jeep must be in the area because of the ping on the cell tower. Right. While they were searching, they saw a white truck with two female occupants. And I don't know why they just said that it struck them as strange. Well, there probably was something, but maybe it just didn't make any sense. So they just were like, well, we don't know. It's just strange. And so they decided to follow the white truck okay. and they followed it to a residence. Mm -hmm. When they arrived to the residence, they found the girlfriend in the yard with several other people. Now they knew it was her because they already had her name. So they found the girlfriend. There are two other suspicious women in a truck. Well, the girlfriend it... was one of the people in the truck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. By the time they got there, the two women had gotten out of the truck and one of them was the girlfriend. And there are other people. There. Yeah, there are other people there. They all lived in, there were several of them that lived in this house together. They chatted they, with her. They confirmed who she was. They asked her for her cell phone. She gave it to them and she voluntarily gave her password over as well and verbally gave them permission to search her phone. Initially, there was no indication that the wife's cell phone was around, but they continued to kind of search the property, walk around, and... I'm wondering if they're just saying, well, we're here because your friend Joe's wife was killed. They have to give her a reason why they're asking her all these questions. Yeah, it wasn't in the document that I had. It wasn't explained what they said to her. I'm all sure right. they said just like you're indicating hey, we're here looking for this stolen Jeep that's involved in your friend's wife's murder. Now, one of the people hanging out in the yard told the agents that the vehicle and the guy they were looking for could be found over behind the house. And behind the house, they did indeed find two men, one of whom they arrested for an outstanding probation violation. Okay. He also had fresh black spray paint on his hands, which is going to become important momentarily. They took several items from Let his... me guess. They're spray painting her Jeep a different color. <laughs> <laughs> what blue Jeep? All we have here is a black Jeep. <laughs> well, you would be a terrible investigator because the Jeep was red, not blue. Oh, okay. <laughs> They also took several items from his person, including a black revolver, a piece Ooh. of paper with the handwritten word password, as well as the husband's first name and the wife's first and last name, and a watch, which had been reported missing from the couple's home. The watch, by the way, was a fake Rolex, which I really enjoyed. So this guy had a piece of paper with the former cop's name, his wife's name, and the word password? Yes. P-A-S-S-W-O-R-D. Were there any apostrophes on this <laughs> note? I don't think so. No. 
No misplaced apostrophes. Strangely not. (laughs) Now, as for the Jeep, it was also quickly located at this point in the woods nearby with the wife's cell phone inside. Portions of the Jeep had been spray painted black. (laughs) They were spray painting the Jeep. I mean, it seems that way because there were also discarded black spray paint cans (laughs) scattered throughout the forest. Can you really? Which like y'all are also going to litter on top of all of the other (laughs) shit you have done today. Come on. Can you really spray paint a vehicle? Don't you have to have a higher quality paint job? If you want it to look nice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they probably, I guess they weren't that worried about it looking nice. They just wanted a quick disguise. So quick disguise, they're trying to spray paint the Jeep black, but they left the cell phone in it like complete idiots Mm -hmm. and a fake Rolex. And officers also found the wife's insurance card in the woods and a box with some additional items belonging to her and her husband that had been taken from their home in a shed. Very weird. On the 14th, the special agent returned to the husband's residence. I'm assuming they arrested a bunch of people at this place. Not yet. Even the guy with well, the spray paint Well, they arrested the spray hand. paint man. Yes, they arrested okay. the spray paint man. Well, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> but that was only because he had an outstanding, what <laughs> oh, did right. I say? A warrant or something. Probation violation. Probation violation. Yeah. Now, on the 14th, the special agent returned to the husband's residence. He stated, the husband, stated that he was nervous and scared that his girlfriend was going to show up at his house and, I guess, attack him too. And he told them he found a letter. He actually had spent the night at his sister's house the night before because he was so scared. I wonder if they gave him back his phone. Because if they had taken his phone to download all these texts and messages... The girlfriend wouldn't have even had a way to get in touch with him. Well, she apparently got in touch with him by taping a letter to his door that said, life without you is not worth living. So Mm. maybe they couldn't text. (laughs) She went, she went snail mail. She went middle school note passing. That was the only way they could get in touch. Now on the 14th, he was interviewed again for over an hour and he walked through the home with the investigator identifying some more stolen items. I guess they were basically at this point trying to see if the items he was saying were stolen matched the items found in the shed at this property where they found the Jeep. Now, also on the 14th, the girlfriend was interviewed by the agents for the first time. Hmm. After approximately an hour, she refused to answer any more questions until she got to talk to her boyfriend. He claimed he didn't want to speak with her because he was worried that she was probably going to want to hug him and kiss him and tell him that she loved him and he didn't want any part of any of this because he did not love her back. I guess the the mornings on the deck are now totally... Off the table. Off the table. He's going to have his coffee, all capital letters, <laughs> in jail. Well... We don't know he's done anything yet. Keep an open mind. (laughs) So, I mean, you're the kind of person we wouldn't want on a jury. I've already made up my mind. It's true. (laughs) 
Okay. Nevertheless, he did agree to go to the station and speak with her in order to help the investigation. When he saw her, they were seen to be hugging over and over for several minutes. And she kept asking him if he was okay. They Mm. spoke to the officers together for 15 minutes. And she told him she didn't know what to do. To which he responded that she should tell the officers everything. And when she asked for clarification on what he meant by everything, he paused before telling her that she should tell them about every conversation they ever had and not to leave anything out. When he left, she spoke to the officers on her own for another hour. Both of these conversations were recorded by the main investigator on his phone. Mm-hmm. On May 15th, officers returned again to the residence where the stolen Jeep was located and executed a search warrant. They found a Ruger Magnum revolver in a box. Now these people had at least 24 hours, 48 hours to get rid of this. It was they didn't think the police were coming in a back. box that they oh. covered with leaves. Oh man, hidden in a box covered with leaves. <laughs> And masterminds. <laughs> I just don't they were okay. drug people. Remember, <laughs> I think you're expecting too much. Drug people. You know, I had <laughs> never really heard people like that referred to as drug people. Yeah. They're That's raised. what he called them. I'm just using he's inspired me. Well, it's sort of a nicer, gentler way to refer to them. I guess They're just so. Drug people. Now, this weapon was confirmed by the Department of Forensic Science to be the murder weapon. That same day, actually, I didn't mention this at all, I don't think. But that same day, the lead investigator went to see if he could access the boyfriend's home through the carport door with an electronic code that had been given to him by the girlfriend during her interview. And he was Hmm. successful. So she said... We had this plan. He wanted me to kill his wife. He gave me this code to get into their house. The cameras had been unplugged. I went there. I punched the code in. We went inside. We killed the wife. He, the husband, denied ever giving this passcode to her, by the way. But Mm. she somehow had a passcode that opened the carport door where all of the cameras had been unplugged. So. But at one point they must have... I don't know, kicked in the back door or something to make it look like they broke in or... No, nothing was wrong with the back door. That's why his story was stupid. Oh, he was like, oh my God, they burst in through the back door. Meanwhile, the back door has The back door had not been burst in. a mechanical bicycle. (laughs) It was fine. (laughs) He's an idiot. So after all of this, these interviews, the evidence that they found, getting into the house with the passcode shared by the girlfriend, they pretty quickly started making arrests. By May 20th, people other than the guy with the outstanding warrant were now also being arrested in this case. I'm assuming to include the husband and the girlfriend. Well, I think we're going to wait. (laughs) And talk about this next week because it's still quite a bit. Well, that, but yes, many people were arrested, potentially including (laughs) the girlfriend and the husband. Once again, I won't be able to sleep for a week. I'll be on pins and needles. (laughs) 
<laughs> wondering what happened to this guy. I think about that case just a couple of weeks ago where it took two years to arrest the guy. Yeah. These police are moving much faster. They are. They really are. Seems like there's potentially more evidence in this case than know. in that You're one. You're in a bathtub with a gun in it. True. That pretty damn incriminating. But, but remember, they couldn't be sure that he was the one that shot his guns in his house <laughs> that was locked. Could have been anyone. Very true. Very true. All right. Well, anything to add? Uh, no, this is a very intriguing case. And once again, you just wonder how people come up with these ridiculous plans and think they're going to get away with it. Especially, I don't know, maybe he's not involved, but especially a That's former and seasoned <laughs> investigator. Yeah, who was on major cases. I don't know. Oh, I strange. mean, maybe whatever she said, he was like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Never thinking that this girl was actually going to carry out any of this stuff. Maybe. You just don't know. Till next week. I'll see you there. Yeah. See you in Try to get days. some sleep in a whole <laughs> seven days. A long I'll time. Try. I'll try. Good chatting as always, and thanks to all of our listeners for also being here with us. As always, we so appreciate you guys. And if you want to reach out, you can. You can email us, murdereryouknow at gmail.com, or you can reach out on social media. We are Murderer You Know Podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. So feel free to reach out there as well. And we're going to have some fun stuff going on for our one year, which is a few short weeks away at this point. Oh my goodness. One year. Crazy. Wow. So keep an eye on our social media for information about that as well. Maybe I'll finally get a t-shirt or something. Don't get your hopes up. (laughs) I won't. I won't. Maybe I can disguise myself as your biggest fan and get a (laughs) t-shirt. Maybe. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.